first I think some was strange, but soon I see there be only one such by road. It is used but little, and very different from the couch road from the book Vina de Bistrich, which is more wide and hard and more of use. So we come down this road, where we meet other ways not always, where we sure that there are roads at all, for they be neglected and lie snowy fallen. The horses know and they only. I give rein to them, and they go on so patient. By and by we find all the things which Jonathan have noted in that wonderful diary of him. Then we go on for long, long hours and hours. At the first I tell Madame Mina to sleep. She try, and she succeed. She sleep all the time, till at last I feel myself too suspicious grow and attempt to wake her. But she sleep on, and I may not wake her, though I try. I do not wish to try too hard, lest I harm her, for I know that she suffer much, and sleep at times be all in all to her. I think I drowse myself, for all of a sudden I feel guilt, as though I have done something. I find myself bolt up with the reins in my hand, and the good horses go along, jog, jog, just as ever. I look down and find Madame Mina still asleep. It is now not far off sunset time, and o'er the snow the light of the snow and follow in big yellow flood, so that we throw great long shadow on where the mountain rise so steep. For we are going up and up, and all is so wild and rocky, as though it were the end of the world. Then I aroused Madame Mina. This time she wake with not much trouble, and then I tried to put her to hypnotic sleep. But she sleep not, being as though I were not. Still I try and try, till all at once I find her and myself in the dark. So I look round and find that the sun has gone down. Madamina laugh and I turn and look at her. She is now quite awake and looks so well as I had never saw her since that night at Carfax, when we first enter the Count's house. I am amazed and not at ease then, but she is so bright and tender and thoughtful to me. That I forget all fear, I lie of fire, for we have brought supply of wood with us. She prefer food while I undo the horses and set them tether and shelter to feed. Then when I return to the fire, she have my supper ready. I go to help her, but she smile and tell me that she have eat already. That she was so hungry that she would not wait. I like it not and I have grave doubts. But I fear to affright her, and so in silent of it. She held me, and I eat alone, and then we wrap in fur and lie beside the fire, and I tell her to seep while I watch. But presently I forget all of washing, and when I suddenly remember that I wash, I find her, Lying quiet but awake, and looking at me with so bright eyes. Once, 
twice more the same occur, and I get much sleep to before morning. When I wake, I try to hypnotize her, but alas, though she shut her eyes obedient, she may not sleep. The sun rise up, and up, and up, and then sleep come to her too late, but so heavy that she will not wake. I have to lift her up, and face her sleeping in the carriage where I've harnessed the horses and made all ready. Madam still sleep, and she look in her sleep more healthy and more redder than before, and I like it not. And I am afraid, afraid, afraid. I am afraid of all the things, even to think that I must go on my way. The stake we play for is life and death, or more than these, and we must not flinch. Five, November, morning. Let me be accurate in everything, for though you and I have seen strange things together, you may at first think that I, Van Helsing, am mad, that the many horrors and the so long strain on nerves had at last turned my brain.